Hey everyone, it's Ryan and Bridget from Adventures in Screenland, and we're here today to talk to you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let's explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit all your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from a podcast with no minimal listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. It's that uh, it's that time of the week again where we talk about Loki. Yes. Um, this title uh, is episode two, mm-hmm. titled Variant. Um, I kind of wish there was a variant of this show where it was a little bit better. <laughs> um if I'm being uh, honest with you, uh, what about you, Bridget? What do you think about? Uh, I think it was better than the first episode. Okay, but I'm pretty sure I've watched Dumpster Fires that are better than that first episode. Yeah, the first episode, <laughs> like I said, the like, like I said last week, like the first episode was a lot of like, um, them backtracking. Yeah, uh, like them having to give. Get our Loki caught. Get our current Loki caught up to where our old Loki was at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that kind of really took a lot of uh, steam out of the episode for me. So uh, should we get into it? Yeah. Uh, so this one opens at a 1985 at a Renaissance fair mm-hmm. in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Oshkosh, my gosh. <laughs> um. So I thought that that opening sequence with, um, you know, our variant versus the the TVA agents. I guess they're calling them Minutemen, mm-hmm. which that's a very unfortunate name. Oh, see, I thought the Minutemen were the people. Oh wait, no, those are the timekeepers, like the the high yeah. ups. Yeah, 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 the timekeepers, okay. uh, the sacred. Yeah. So, but we get that sweet fight scene, and it's was mostly it was a good like fight choreography. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of get a glimpse of what the variant can do. Can do, but mm-hmm. we got uh, "I Need a Hero" by Bonnie Tyler, and that we, was we love a good Bonnie Tyler song. I need, so yeah. Let's just get some other ones. Is it, is it "Love Is a Battlefield"? Is that another one? That was Jordan Sparks. <laughs> no, like the original. <laughs> <laughs> not the, uh, not that one. Yeah, I just know uh, "I Need a Hero" um, from Shrek. That's where I first fell in love with it. Yeah. I, I didn't. Play. Oh, I guess it's called Holding Out for a Hero. No, she has Total Eclipse of the Heart. I know that's the, Oh, that's too. a good one, too. Is Meatloaf mm-hmm. in that one? Is that her and Meatloaf? Mm, I think there's a rendition of it. With her and Meatloaf? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, we we do love a good Bonnie Tyler song, though. Yeah, so we, then we get our title card, which I think the title card's always pretty cool. Like the mm-hmm. moving glyphs. Uh, it opens up with Loki doing some TFA new hire training. Mm-hmm. Uh, orientation with Miss Minutes. With Miss Minutes and him trying to. Well, sorry, we got to backtrack because you do see that the team leader of the the TVA squad she gets possessed. She gets possessed. Yeah, and, and then uh, she subsequently takes out her the whole squad. Yeah, by herself. That's. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she like ends up getting kidnapped. We find out that she gets, she gets ca- kidnapped. She gets captured, which by is the variant, which and- is new for the variant because the variant has never uh, captured. Yeah. Um, but we do learn, you know, later on in the episode, they kind of like throw away that 
the Baron is stealing reset charges, which yes. they use to prune timelines. That mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of got a glimpse of it when we saw um, Loki go to the Gobi Desert. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was just like, hey, what's that? Um, so yeah, so you kind of flash forward to present day where Loki's getting his new hire orientation done by Miss Minutes, and he's like messing with her the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and then so essentially he's re- oh he's reading he's also reading Mobius's uh magazine on jet mm-hmm. skis and we kind of you learn that Mobius loves jet skis. He feels like at a time in the nineties mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Who doesn't love a jet ski? Have you ever been on a jet ski? I've never been on a jet ski. And like as a kid, I always wanted to ride one. And then as I got older, I'm like, yeah. You don't like the ocean, though. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, Mm -hmm. So essentially, Mobius is like, put my magazine down. Let's let's get rolling. (laughs) They have a case to work on. And he's like talking about like the variants. And I thought it was funny because we do get to see like a couple glimpses of like what these variants look like. There's one that, um, there's one that. Had a Tour de France mm-hmm. um, trophy. I guess like, I guess somebody stole like a Tour de France trophy, mm-hmm. and gotcha. they had to replace that one. Um, oh, okay, but I think one of the pluses I did give was I did think the um, the scene where Loki was trying to explain his powers because they're just kind of like he's like, oh well, he can do illusion projection. Mm-hmm. He's no, it's duplication casting. Like I thought that was yeah, help the viewers kind of learn more about what Loki can actually do. Yeah. Um, and they talk about the variants have like, you know, big changes in appearance or small changes. Um, and they can have um, a host of powers ranging from, from one thing or another. Um, yeah. But that's about it. Um, then we kind of moved back to this, you know, this Renaissance fair in 1985. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mobius, Loki, and the team kind of go back to this Renaissance fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I do kind of like what um, Mobius said right before they left. He kind of like dangles the timekeeper, like the timekeepers. He's like, how will betraying us get you any closer to the timekeepers? Yeah. Um, a little foreshadowing for later in the episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, they're at the Renaissance fair. Um, and Loki like tries stalling them. <laughs> yeah, I hated that scene. Like yeah. I was like, he's just kind of over here intellectually just being a dick jerking like, himself off like right like they, i guess he does later on try to say like oh he's like when he because we do end up meeting what this other variant looks like yeah um the like he does say he was trying to stall for time yeah um i guess but yeah which in a way i thought I'm like that's kind of fucking stupid right um but um after that like the so then it kind of moves forward again yeah, so basically, like nothing really happens. They reset it. Yeah, they reset. It. Yeah, they go on about their business. I feel like it was a useless thing. But then we do see Mobius sticking his neck out for this Loki with his boss Renslinger again. Yeah. Um, and just um, she basically says this is Loki's last chance to get it right. Yeah, or we're just we're done with this with this yeah. variant of Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like he kind of he's like, well, he's like if this continues to like if this behavior continues like i'm taking him out to the fucking shed i'm like i'm <laughs> gonna shoot him myself mm-hmm. um um so he puts pretty much loki on desk duty he's like we need you to start researching yeah he puts him on um he's in the library a librarian was kind of a bitch well that's like funny to me because that's yeah. still like the bureaucracy of like the tva and i always just find that like to be like hilarious mm-hmm. um because like she wouldn't address him until he hit the little bell 
Yeah. I'm like, even this to him just tapping it. She's like, okay, now we can have this conversation. Yeah. Um, I thought that was funny. Um, I also did just backing up a little bit, Mopius did kind of um take Loki out to the shed after his meeting with Renslinger. He's like, dude, why are you being a fucking dick yeah. all the time? Like, I feel like in this entire show right now, I know we're on episode two, mm-hmm. but I feel like at a certain point for me, I'm like, when does the lesson sink in for you that these people don't give a fuck about you? They don't give a fuck about how important, how self-important you think you are. Yeah. I'm like, you're the most arrogant shit talker with no fucking leverage. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, that makes no sense to me. Like, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it just doesn't seem to be crossing his head. And maybe it's just because he's already formulating his plan out of this whole entire situation. Yeah. So it just doesn't even really matter to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, can, I can get that. And he's trying to, f- is this when they're like eating lunch together, whatever he starts. No, he uh, was trying to, no, 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 right. Yeah. You're yeah right. This is right before like the whole scene with like, uh, him in the library, him in the library. Um, he de- like the lot. And then eventually like the library is like, it's like, what do I have access to? And it's access on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, during this whole kind of whole thing, we do find out Loki learns that the variant is hiding in apocalyptic events. Well, that's his theory. The theory is because there is usually no variance energy detected. Right. So, like, because if we it's just everything's wiped out. Yeah, because everything's going as shit anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, that's where it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Any uh, yeah, any changes to the timeline won't register. So that's yeah. his theory. Yeah, and that's like the thing too is like I thought it was funny where like these apocalyptic events are the most stable things you could do something in mm-hmm. um and where like these nexus events are like you can't you have to be so careful so careful yeah um so then he goes and tries to explain it with this very corny as fuck salad scene mm-hmm. i thought it was dumb mm-hmm. i thought it was in like the memes that generate from it um yeah don't go on reddit for this yeah just, like yeah don't. like i'm sorry marvel fans just comic book fans in general, we have to do better. <laughs> Just don't take any shit not, comedy they give you. Not everything that comes out of Tom Hiddleston's mouth is funny simply because he's Tom Hiddleston. I actually don't. I I don't mind him. He's a great actor. I think he's a great. He's I, a great Loki, but we don't need to just like. Right, I really like Beyonce. Not everything that she's come out with is is gold. I feel like sometimes, like, you know, Tom Hiddleston is like that. Like, there was, like, women always, like, they laugh at, like, a dude's jokes. Right. Because they think he's cute. The dude's not fucking funny at all. Right. I think that's it, too. I I don't think Tom Hiddleston is funny. I think the onus of him having to be the funny one Mm -hmm. is... Is not where it should be. I, I honestly feel. Well, I think he was the comedic relief that was needed in Thor. I mean, you compare him to Thor. Yes, he's hilarious. But yeah, I feel like making him the funny one is in this in this particular episode. No, you've got freaking Owen Wilson in this. Like, I let's feel, tap into that a little bit I here. I feel like, like I feel like the scene, the most comedic moments for me that shine are is when like it's Loki being an arrogant prick Mm -hmm. and Mobius being like, just kind of roasting him on the side. Like, I feel like if you made Loki the straight man in that comedic duo, that would be hilarious. Um, So then the next scene, we go to 
So they had to go test this event. They had yeah, to test this so they thing. Go to Pompeii. Which everybody uses Pompeii. I think it's the well, most it's probably it's, the most easily recognizable yeah. apocalyptic event. Right. Um, and one that it's pretty obvious that just everybody was wiped out, right? Yeah. Because like, you have catastrophic events for sure, but not everybody's wiped yeah, out. Like, this is one that everybody was And I thought this and again, that was another scene where I think like it was trying to be too funny. It was trying to be funnier than it needed to be yeah like he stood up in front of all those people and was like none of this matters yeah like, i was a little like okay not, those i felt like for me like i'm like and i think their intention was for it to be funny it doesn't read that way it doesn't yeah i feel like you gotta do you gotta do something a little bit better you, you gotta come yeah. come better than that yeah um but they find what was interesting at least is they find a gum wrapper um, that the variant had left behind and he was like, oh, this gum only came out, I think, in the 1950s or something like that. So no, it was 2050. Oh. Yeah, Kablooey. Yeah. Oh, 2050. Okay. Yeah, so, so that, that they kind of start to do a little bit of research as to where uh, the, the variant is, is cur- currently is coming from. So they're, they're trying to like make some cross references because they're like, there's thousands of apocalyptic events he could be like. Yeah. He could be, the variant could be hiding in. Um, they basically um, narrow it down to um, going to this pretty much like a Walmart. I forget what it was actually called. It's called a Rexcon. Rexcon. Yeah, but just a backup. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there was a <laughs> there was two things I wanted to talk about. One, the candy line um, went was hilarious because mm. he was like, "Well, didn't you guys have candy in Asgard?" He was like, "Yeah, we had like grapes and berries and." Oh, this is when they were talking. Yeah, he's like a nuts and stuff. He's like, no wonder you're so bitter. Like, I thought that was a pretty funny line. It was okay. Yeah, <laughs> but for for this, I thought it was a pretty funny line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is a scene when we do get an interesting conversation, which I feel like this is probably a, a really inter, interesting part of the episode, was an interesting conversation about belief and differing belief systems and free will because Uh-oh. Loki essentially tries to challenge you know, Mobius's thoughts on why he's so faithful to the TVA. Mm-hmm. And so like Mobius tries to pull it around. He's like, and he's like, well, no, it's different. He's like, no, there is no, there's no difference. This yeah. is like, he's like, this is the order. I was like, it's everything. He kind of said, everything's random and we're all out here trying to make order. Yeah. He kind of kinda just blindly like follows what the TVA says and, yeah, I think I understand that, like Loki's questioning the system. He's questioning mm-hmm. the system, but I can also see the thing where he's like, Well he's like, Well, like this is the mess we're we're given. And like a lot of times people try to make sense out of these things and the make order of what's going on, which is kind of gives another conversation about like the timekeepers and free will and if the heroes have free will of, and all that, which will kind of makes things a little bleak if there is no real free will and and stuff like that. You can't choose to be a better person. You just have to kind of just be the, the turd that you are. Um, but moving on from that, yeah, they end up um, finding the variant in Alabama in 2050. So then, so the order is that they have that conversation. They go to Pompeii together. Then they... That was after Pompeii. Oh, yeah, that oh, was okay. after Pompeii. Yeah, so they basically go to what we would compare it to be a Walmart... Um, in the middle of a hurricane in Alabama in 2050. Um, and it looks pretty wicked. Yeah, the it's pretty cool. Um, there's a couple scenes that um, 
there was a scene in there that they had not like Mobius and um Mobius and Loki split up at the entrance. Yeah, stupid. Um he ends up going with the I can't remember her name and I feel I don't know. I I don't really know about any of these agents' names. They're all like B twenty or yeah, it's, C nineteen. Yeah, so. I think her is like M sixty four. Something like that. M64. So she ends up going with them, but there's a scene when Mobius and them are with the people who are huddled in the... um, in the like warehouse yeah and the one agent's like they're already dead anyway why is it like yeah why does it matter i was like so that kind of gives you the general attitude the general attitude of these agents while they're outside of the outside outside the tva yeah super like oh just disposable like who gives a fuck about these people yeah yeah because they're all gonna die so yeah i mean because they were asking for help and stuff like that and they were like how did you guys get here and like i was being like a total dick yeah um and then so that kind of leads us into there's um, like two different stories that kind of go on here yeah and we get um eventually mobius and them end up finding the agent that was captured mm-hmm. um and that she kind of reveals that she snitched uh, she gave up the timekeeper's mm-hmm. location um and that's pretty much where like that story thread ends mm-hmm. um the next story thread is loki in m6 i think her name is m64 i'll probably correct it later mm-hmm. um and you just say one of the TV yeah, agents. Yeah, the, the 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 black lady TV agent who's always, like, busting his nuts. Because mm-hmm. she told him he can't have knives and shit. Um, and we kind of learned that the Varian has a possession ability. Yeah. Like, he, has the, he, she, has the ability to take over other people's bodies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, so, like, she does it by touch. And so she's kind of, like, touching people. Like, she touched... Uh, the one agent, she kind of walked around, touched another like person who was work. You're saying touched so much. Touched. <laughs> touched by like I touched School of Rock. I touched your kids, <laughs> and your kids Kisses. touched me. <laughs> um. So yeah, she's like jumping from body to body, yes. kind of, kind of keeping Loki distracted. Yeah, and um, continuing to stall. And continuing to stall while she's kind of working her plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of eventually jumps to like this big, big redneck guy. Mm-hmm. And my question is how is Loki being like overpowered by regular people? Mm-hmm. Like for him being an as like an as guardian, um, like, yeah, Hulk, Hulk's like slapped him around and mm-hmm. he kind of was just like, they're like stunned. He wasn't broken bones. He was just like, just a little, just a little beat up and mm-hmm. talking shit. Yeah. Um, like I always feel like that was weird, unless like they've kind of like dampened his powers a little bit. But then he even like does like a calls like a Roomba, like Thor calls Molnir. So I'm like, so that was like, I interesting kind of fight. Yeah, scene. it was okay. Yeah, I feel like it could have been better. I, I mean, this episode was all right. I feel like it's trying to pick up some steam. It's yeah. Well, the part that I found probably the most interesting was. I called her Lady Loki. You called her the Enchantress. Oh yeah, that was, this is a theory that she's this character called the en- Enchantress mm-hmm. named Amora. I think it's because her powers show up as green, oh. but I also think Loki's do. I just think people. Oh, and she's blonde. Yeah, we don't really know who she is, but I think a lot of people are just kind of generally calling her Lady Loki. Or I feel right like now, that's what we until... need. To, yeah, that's what people we need to start doing as comic fans too. Is like we see one thing and assume it's another, and just mm-hmm. go down like this huge tangent. Yeah, she basically reveals herself and then um, uses the reset charges to make this, like, pretty dope chain reaction. Yeah, she nukes the timeline. Basically, which... yeah, just completely get obliterates it with these reset charges. And everybody at the TVA is, like, freaking out, which is kind of funny. Yeah, um, and 
so I wonder. So Marvel is supposed to do um, something called what? What if? Mm. Where it takes all these like situations where like oh what if like what if like uh, Tony Stark was a zombie or like mm. variants is mm. essentially what the thing. So I wonder if a movie or doing it's going to be a series. So like it's like what if Peggy Carter ended up getting the Super Soldier Serum? Like it was a huge thing when like Marvel put out comics. They would do like what ifs. What a comic. So I wonder if that's what they're doing. This is like when this wraps up, if what ifs will be like these chronicles from the TVA hmm. is just kind of what I've had in, in mind. Hmm. But but uh, basically, um, Lady Loki creates her little time portal portal. I think they're time. They're kind of cool, though. I like that. They look like yeah. doors. Yeah. Um, very similar, like what Doctor Strange does. Yeah, like she makes like it looks like glass, and she kind of just steps through yeah. it. Yeah, and I uh, think the big twist is that Loki. Loki leaves. Her. Yeah, like he kind of was. Like it's hard to say where he stands because he's like, "Are you?" I'm like, "Are you helping her? Are you not helping her?" Like he claims to have been helping her. I don't. Mm. I, I don't. I kind of like. Kind of don't know. Kind of don't care. Um, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Sorry, try to open up my computer screen again. Yeah, kind of don't know. Kind of don't care. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just like I don't know. It's a little all over the place for me. Yeah. Um, and like I almost have to watch the episode like two or three times just fully understand what even happened in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm still intrigued enough to keep going and see what ultimately ends up happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I think for the sake of being up to date with movies and stuff, like I know they say like. He's really aren't going into the movies and all that, but he like so. Kevin Feige has gone on record that this is the most important show. Mm. Of, well, they should have probably done a better job with of it. the three of them. Yeah, like it, yeah, it's hard to see where this is gonna go. I mean, we're episode two, two. Yeah. so we're gonna get to episode three, and I always feel like these shows kick it in a high gear after like their mm-hmm. halfway point. Yeah, which we'll get there, and um, we'll see. Um, so I pretty much think that's it for the episode. Like I said, it was kind of a it was okay. Kind of a middle ground episode for me. Like, I watched it. Yeah, like, I think we're intrigued enough to keep watching it, but I'm not going to, like, jump over the moon for it. Yeah, it's I'm not, not... Not my favorite so far. Yeah, um, it's not my favorite so far. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it for us today, guys, for um, for Loki. So, if you like what you heard... Uh, we're everywhere. Everyone. Follow us. Well, we're, <laughs> we're a lot of places. Um Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Radio Radio Public, Breaker. Um, you can check us out on Instagram at uh, at Adventures in Screenland Podcast. We do have a uh, Facebook page um, just titled at Adventures in Screenland. Um, so yeah, stop on by, give us a like, share. Um, subscribe yeah share subscribe follow um whatever you want to do yeah and then especially just you know maybe we're mi- like maybe we're missing something so uh yeah maybe i'm we're just completely off base with this show but if you come at us and say hey, this is the best show ever because it's only because of tom hiddleston i'm throwing that your comment. opinion is null and void i'm throwing that comment out if you can like kind <laughs> of explain to me like if i'm maybe missing something yeah but uh, it can't just be because of tom hiddleston like i get it He's cute. He's funny. We he get pushes it. your eruption button, but we, <laughs> it takes more than looks to get you through the to get you through life. Yep. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you. Have a good one. Tune in next time. Be blessed. Bye.